My name is Salvatore Payne, and you are listening to the New Japan Zero Club. And with me is Teresa J. Beckhusen, live from our living room. Our living room in Minnesota, where it has been snowing all day. Literally all day. All day. Nothing uh, new, but... Yeah, I was not expecting the snow. Eh. Woke up, saw the snow, was, I guess, not upset, just... Took it as a fact of life. Yeah, I don't mind it. I feel like any of the Super Bowl tourists that are here in town today are getting just a real taste of what it's like to live here all the time. Teresa, are we going to go into Minneapolis for the Super Bowl tomorrow? Hell no. Of course not. No. Minneapolis has been insane for the last few weeks with things being constructed. I don't know what's happening. There are tents everywhere. There are literally people standing on corners in purple just waiting for tourists to approach them and ask them questions. They're there just to help people navigate the grid construction of downtown Minneapolis. I'm glad we're on our side of the river here in friendly St. Paul. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about where it wasn't as friendly <laughs> recently. <laughs> <There's a segue. laughs> the new beginning in Sapporo, nights one. Also and very cold two. and snowy. Very cold and snowy, yeah. according to what we saw and according to the being the elite episode we watched. Yes. Uh, I think we should get right to it and get to what everybody's talking about, which was the main event of night two in Sapporo, which was Jay White fighting Kenny Omega, defending the U.S. IWGP title. What a roller coaster ride of emotions. We went on. Oh, it was quite the journey. Let's let's talk about the match first, and okay. then we can talk about all the storyline shenanigans that took place immediately following the match. Uh, I hate Jay White. Yeah, um, we're definitely in agreement. I, I wouldn't say I hate him. I just feel like he is being pushed way... Like, it's too much too soon. Um, I think that, like, clearly they think that he has a lot of potential, that there's a lot there, but to just suddenly throw him into a main event with... He was, in, he was in the main event with Tanahashi, and now he's with uh, Kenny, and it just seems like, wow, that is a lot. And also, as you rightly pointed out when we were watching it, he has, literally has a baby face. He is, he was not so long ago a young boy, and now they're <laughs> pushing him as this, like, really dark and edgy, like, guy with, like, switch like the switchblade all of this crap and it just doesn't it doesn't make sense it doesn't work yeah i guess i should say i don't i I should clarify what i said i don't hate (laughs) jay white the human i don't really like this booking of him like you alluded to he looks to me like a 14 year old who stumbled across his older brother's marilyn manson cd and now he's (laughs) gonna be like really goth in high school well yeah yeah like he looks like someone wearing a costume and he he just looks like such a little kid out there It's totally laughable, and it's funny. We were talking about this during the show. Like, why does evil, which is uh, an equally ridiculous gimmick, Mm -hmm. to me that feels more pro wrestling than this, where like evil makes sense to me in a way, even though that's a little ridiculous too. Evil's so costumey, and I think, like I said, he's like otherworldly in the costuming. Mm -hmm. But Jay White, as you pointed out, just seems like he's like emo Kylo Ren. Yeah, but not as engaging. Well, as no, Kylo Ren. not as funny. Obviously not. And but... like part of Kylo Ren, like that works because you're, you're in a way you're realizing it's ridiculous, and mm-hmm. the the film realizes he's ridiculous. Oh yes. And in this, like, I think we're supposed to take him seriously. And his intro video is so lame, where there's yeah. just all the red thread, and it's like supposed to be blood, but uh, it looks like a, like a really bad episode of Criminal Minds. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's not the best. And I would say too that his wrestling, like the physical actually part of, you know, what he's doing, um, like he's fine. I'm pretty underwhelmed by everything I've seen from him so far. And again, like I think um he's it's just too much too soon. Um he needs to be going up against other mid carters um before he's gonna fight Kenny or Tanahashi. Yeah, that Tanahashi match in the dome was super disappointing. Really and I think boring. Part of that is because, like, Tanahashi is so injured, he needs someone to carry him. Yes. Which we'll get to, because that's clearly what happened in the Suzuki match uh, oh the God. previous night. Um, but with the Kenny match, you know, Kenny should be able to elevate any talent. Absolutely. And he did. He worked mm-hmm. his ass off in that match. But, yeah, I just nothing Jay White does really stands out to me. Like, I feel like uh, people talk about him as if he's an up-and-coming star, like a, like a wrestling fan's wrestler. But he's not even as good as Cody, I would say. You know, mm. like, Cody takes a lot of crap on the internet, especially from the hardcore NJPW fan base. And I, I, I think I've seen a lot of things that Cody's done that has been more interesting than Jay White. Now, to be fair, Cody's older, more experienced. Comes We've from a wrestling a lot family. More. I don't know about Jay White's background, yeah, you know, know. If, if any of his parents or family were involved in wrestling before that. But I also think the important thing is that Cody and a lot of successful wrestlers, they get the total package of wrestling. Because it's not just your physical in-ring work. It's your facials. It's the acting. It's the character around it. And so far, because Jay White has kind of been saddled with this character, or I don't know if he created it, but there's not really a lot to work with, I think, when you're just like, oh, you're like cool, dark, edgy guy. Go. Like, that's not... What do you do with that? No. And I don't think we'd be complaining at all if he was in the mid-card. If he was in the mid-card... Fighting totally Beretta, story. Yeah. fighting Juice Robinson, fighting Yoshihashi. Totally. I don't think anyone would be, would be complaining. Just being against Tanahashi and then beating Kenny. That, oh my god. Which I believe that had been spoiled for you on Twitter. Because it took us a while to get through all of New Beginning. Yeah, it took us <laughs> but... a few days. So this is like uh, my first week back teaching college. Yeah. So it was a busy week. So it took Very us a little busy. while. So it had been spoiled for me. Yeah. And I just couldn't believe it. And I kind of heard some rumblings about Cody interfering. So I assume that, like, oh, maybe this is, like, what happened at the Long Beach show um, for the G1 special where Cody was about to throw in the towel and then didn't throw in the towel. So I'm like, oh, maybe what happens is he throws in the towel so that they can still make Kenny look strong and he doesn't have to take a loss from Jay White. But it was clean. It was clean. And I I think I was, like... uh... I was also cross-stitching because I am a gajillion years old, and when but I was paying attention to the end of it, and so of course like my mouth just dropped open. I you think were shocked. I think I dropped what I was working on, like just onto the floor because I was so stunned and upset because it was a clean finish, and like how 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 can they do that to Kenny? Like this kid that's you know come up from like he just got back from excursion basically. Yeah, I, man, I don't know. I really wish they got that belt off of him in a different way. Like, yes. I think part of the problem is he is above the belt. Yeah. Kenny's above the belt. Totally. He's, he is a character that made the belt. You know, like, they used him mm-hmm. to try and get the belt over. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's totally worked because the defenses have been generally lackluster, with the exception of the Jericho fight. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, And the tournament at, at the G1 special because mm-hmm. before that it was Beretta, it was Juice. It's not the, like, the A-listers. Yeah. Uh, so I think you need to get that belt off of him, especially if you're going to warm Kenny up to go back into the title picture, which I assume is happening. Um, or even if he's going into the, the tag picture, the heavyweight tag yeah. championship picture. So you got to get it off of him. I could see why they want him to lose clean so you make Jay White into a legitimate champion. 
but man, it just, it felt really awkward. And you could see they were like wrestling with it where like red shoes, it seems like, oh, maybe he missed a three count at one part. Right. The part where like Jay just barely pulls his just shoulder up. Just barely. You know, like Which so. Which is like totally a heel move. And so I couldn't yeah. also understand the alignment there because it, so often Kenny is positioned as heel. But then you have Jay White who, you know, is coming out with that, like his whole promotional package and his whole look also tells me heel. And that little shoulder lift and there were just other little moments that were like mm-hmm. okay who who is really officially the heel here i mean not that i need that but it just seemed a little muddied well i think kenny is 100 percent the face now oh absolutely so he's been working face for a while he has. i would say and i think that the events after the match really solidify that he is a total white meat baby face moving forward so let's talk about the end of the match. So Jay I just White the wins. moment you <laughs> just yes. like grinning ear to ear right now because of what happened after this match. It made me so happy. It was it was some incredible storytelling. So great wrestling. Jay White wins. Uh, here comes Cody and Hangman Page. Hang or well, Hangman first. Hangman mm-hmm. challenges for the belt. Uh, Kenny gets upset, rips the belt off of Hangman, and hands it back to Jay. Cody enters, gets in their face. Then we have the villain come down. The young oh, bucks. Hubbub hubbub. Uh, Jay White leaves. Um, Kenny accidentally pushes one of the young bucks. The, the one who's already leave. been injured. Yes. And I'm so sorry. I I can't keep Matt. I Nick. can't keep them straight. <laughs> I can't. One has bigger sideburns than the other, and I need to just nail down which one that is. Yeah. Well, sorry, well, guys. You know, I mean, part of the perspective of the podcast, which we talked about <laughs> last time, is that we are new fans to NJPW. We were brought in at last year's Wrestle Kingdom through Kenny Okada. So I think that's part of yeah. the DNA of the podcast, is we're still learning about it. And we don't have you know, a 10-year, 20-year history with NJPW. We don't have an encyclopedic knowledge like a lot of other podcasts about NJPW do have, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's venues for that. Um, So anyway, Cody turns, obviously, on Kenny, which we all expect. The rest of the Bullet Club is undecided. And then who runs in to make the save? (sighs) Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi. Yay. And they end up hugging. It was just so, it was so sweet, and this is another reason that I love Ibushi, and I'm just really excited that he's getting this push. He's just such a great physical storyteller. Yeah. Um, because, and this is small, but he had that moment during his match with Cody during Wrestle Kingdom when he accidentally knocked Brandy over, and the way he just moved over to pick her up and, like, see if she was okay, like... It was just really terrific mm-hmm. acting. And it was the same thing um, with this moment with Kenny when he offers his hand to help him up. And just, he was he was totally there. Like, all of his energy, all of his intention. And yeah, so when they finally embraced and moved to the center of the ring and the confetti cannons go off, it was, it was sheer perfection. The confetti cannons going off for two men hugging was one of the most incredible things I've it ever was, seen. It was wonderful. In wrestling. It was so great. It doesn't make any kayfabe sense at all. No. Like, you would think that if the confetti cannon was going to go off, it'd go off for the new champion, no. Jay White. But they just didn't. They waited for Kenny to hug Ken, Koda, which was the right moment to do oh, it, Oh, absolutely. Totally great. So let's talk about this. So <laughs> it's just so wonderful. The, let's kind of fantasy book a bit here. Mm. So, uh, being the elite, that's the uh, the Bullet Club, basically YouTube show. Mm-hmm. Although none of the OGBC are ever in it, which is hilarious. Um, and they basically have kind of hinted that maybe Coda, Kenny, and the Young Bucks will be forming their own faction yes. within Bullet Club to fight against Cody and maybe the villain Marty Scroll and um, Hangman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was also announced that Kenny is fighting Cody at the Supercard of Honor, which is ROH's big show 
I think the night or two nights before WrestleMania mm-hmm. in April. Yeah. So, well, let's let's just talk about Kenny versus Cody first. The stipulation is the winner gets control of the Bullet Club. Yeah. Well, first up, are you shocked this isn't an NJPW event that they are they've started the story in NJPW and they're paying it off basically at a Ring of Honor show? They're either paying it off or just carrying it through. Yeah. I think yeah, it's really really fascinating to me and. Um, you know, I don't know all the details, so it, it could either speak to NJPW's just sort of generosity and, like, kind of their secure, like, their sense of security about their mm-hmm. promotion. That, like, yeah, we feel comfortable having these two, like, big stars um, work on this storyline at this other event. Um, but I think, too, that it also, you know, if they reach audiences at this event that might not have been watching NJPW, it might still echo, you know, ripple back yeah. to them. And people might say, like, oh, I can, I can see these guys in NGPW if I like, you know, pay for yeah. the monthly service. So I don't know. I think I think there's some strategy behind it. Um, but yeah, it is really interesting. But that's something that I like about NJPW and a lot of the other promotions is that you have wrestlers kind of moving between them and it's exciting. You get mm-hmm. to see people in different combinations because of that. Yeah, and I hope you're right. I kinda hope that they end this feud there. Yeah. Um, that that is the blow-off match, even though it's their first match together. One of my fears is that this is going to be a trilogy oh. where you would do the first match in Ring of Honor, maybe the second match with NJPW, mm-hmm. and the third match at All In oh. as the blow-off match. That would be a way to go. That would Why draw are, seats. But you're not interested in that. Yeah, I mean, I really like the storyline. Uh, I don't want to see it play out over all the, the entire year because I, I love Cody. I mm-hmm. think Cody's a very engaging personality. He's not on the athletic level as Kenny Omega. I think that's They're definitely different styles. Yeah. So I don't want to see eight months of this feud or six months. Like I want to see Kenny be returning to fighting Naito, fighting Okada, fighting Ibushi. Um, even though we're way, we're so far from a Kenny Ibushi match. Mm-hmm. Just, the story's just beginning oh my God. of them getting together. But I want to see Kenny against the upper brass of NJPW. Uh, and I'm not too concerned about seeing him against Cody over and over and I think over that's again. What, yeah, I think that's pretty fair to say. Because I think even if they did want to keep the storyline itself going, NJPW is so good at those multi-man tag mm-hmm. matches, um, which we have seen on display here in New Beginning. So I think that you could say it doesn't entirely wrap up at that Ring of Honor show. They could kind of thread it through in some of their tag matches. Yum. Or have, you know, there's they are, there is some splintering within Bullet Club. And so you could have... Um, you know, Hangman fighting, uh, you know, one of the Young Bucks or something like that. I don't know. Who do you think wins at the Supercard? I don't know. I I would call shenanigans. I think something. It's. I don't think it's going to be a clean finish. I don't think it's. Uh, it's not going to be clear what happens because I do think um, it would just be an interesting storyline for them to kind of split into these different factions, even within Bullet Club. I think that the the storyline opportunities there are just so ripe and, like, honestly pretty mm-hmm. easy, but still really fun. Like, it's wrestling. We don't need complex, over-the-top, insane yeah. uh, plot lines here. Like, just having people battling it out. That makes sense. I don't know. Who do you want? Well, I'll say what's amazing is this is really close to a, a late 90s WCW plot line. So, you remember the <laughs> That end doesn't of, surprise me. You remember the NWO? Yeah, I remember the NWO. So, the NWO splintered apart. Hulk Hogan has one side. They're the NWO Hollywood and then Kevin Nash, big, big, sexy, daddy, cool oh, Diesel, takes the Wolf Pack, and they're the other side, the NWO Wolf Pack, where they're the good side of NWO, the, the face side. Okay. Uh, and then Bret Hart's playing, like, the spoiler, basically, in, in this era. 
the pretentious millionaire. What, what, what do we call Humorless him? millionaire. The humorless millionaire who sees himself as an icon of the business, Bret yes. Hart. Uh, so I hope it doesn't go down that route. I would say for the Supercard, I think if Cody wins, it's definitely a trilogy. Mm. Because you give Cody the first win to kind of bring him up to the level of Kenny. Uh, and if it's a one-off, it's Kenny. It's got to be Kenny for mm. sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, unless NJPW is really committed to making Kenny and the Bucks faces... But I just am suspicious that they really would want to leave Bullet Club, not in terms of kayfabe, but in terms of them as business people. Mm. Because that's a lot of money. That's a lot of merchandise. Those shirts are in Hot Topic. Like, being associated with the Bullet Club when yeah. you are not in WWE makes a lot of financial sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's so, a really good point. That That's a really good, like, non-storyline point. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think Kenny winning, and, you know, if it's a one-off and Kenny winning, that... I think that's pretty telling, yeah, about where they see him in the company. Yeah, and NJPW, you know, obviously sees a lot in Cody. You know, he oh, got a yeah. match against Okada um, at the G1 special, and he had one of the few singles matches at Wrestle Kingdom. So there, there's that as well. Uh, let's talk about the um, the Golden Lovers. Yes, let's. So Kenny and Cody, Kenny and Coda, as a tag team. Do you, there's a couple ways that this can go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right now, the champions are Evil and Sonata. They're the tag team champions, the heavyweight tag team champions. But part of Sonata's fight with Okada, one of the stipulations is that Sonata and Evil then have to defend the tag belts against Okada and Goto, mm-hmm. uh, who just beat Suzuki at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. So, do you think this is queuing up for Kenny and Ibushi to fight Evil and Sonata? So, you could have a Bullet Club. And Gobernable's feud, which could be very engaging. Um, or do you think this is to get to Kenny, Abushi, and Okada and Goto? So you can kind of start to heat up that Kenny Okada feud again. I don't see why you couldn't do both. Mm-hmm. Um, Evil and Sonata kind of, you know, that's the first uh, um, challenge for the belt. And and then I mean, I think there's I think there's a way that you can get them to all fight each other. And I think that that would be Really fun. I mean, yeah, I think that the Golden Lovers versus Okada, Goto, like, that's a pretty white-hot match. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, it's nice for Goto. I mean, I, as a new yeah. fan, I don't feel like I have seen a lot of him um, in the ring. Uh, I He's don't... the low man on the totem pole. Yeah, and so I think it's, like, a really nice opportunity for him to, like, get to work that closely with Okada. And if if they do get to fight the Golden Lovers, like, that's just really, really great for him. And that's... Something else that I like about NJPW, I think they're really good at mixing up um, the combinations of people that they have in tag matches or multi-man tag matches. Uh, Yeah, so I don't see why they couldn't get all of those together and stretch that storyline out. Yeah, uh, I I would love to see them fight Okada. I think that would be really engaging just to see them return to that feud. I know they fought so many times last year, but I still think there there has to be a story where Kenny wins the belt. Mm -hmm. Like that. That feels like that needs to happen, even though, you know, we all want to see Naito win the belt because he's obviously the biggest face in the company, even though we'll talk about how heelish he was acting during Fantastic Mania and then also um, New Beginnings throughout the entire Mm -hmm. two-day affair. Uh, But the other match that people are possibly predicting is this all leading to a Golden Lovers Young Bucks match, Mm. which you could see play out at All In or at Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, that's big enough to be a Wrestle Kingdom match. Absolutely. I, I don't know how much I want to see that, though. Like, I like Kenny with the Bucks, and I think the Elite, like, that that's a good marketable kind of um, faction, and I don't want to see that go away already. I think I agree with you, but I also think, like, 
people really want to see that match. And I think even if you do have them at odds, they're it's wrestling. I mean, they could be like back in a faction together two months after that. That's very true. You know, like it's all very malleable. Yeah. I'm just thankful we're not getting like Goldberg versus Kenny <sighs> Omega. Yeah. I don't what are they thinking? Yeah, so if you hadn't heard this, so NJPW had reached out to Goldberg. There was significant interest in bringing him in. Um, but then um, because Goldberg is being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, which is a, such a joke anyway, uh, he is on kind of like a Legends contract and can't partake. I'm just curious, like, who do, who would you even see Goldberg working with in NJPW? Is there any – like, I personally, I hate Goldberg. Yeah. I have no nostalgia for it. I didn't like him in 1998. I just thought he was like, oh, what if Stone Cold was bigger, lamer, and couldn't wrestle? Yeah. Uh, so I have no interest in seeing him with NJPW. It's so the opposite of their style. Yeah, Is there anyone you'd want to see him with? I don't... Well, there's no one I would want to see him with. But if I had to choose, like, I guess maybe, like, another like another big guy, like a mm. Kitamura or Michael yeah. Elgin. Because, um, you know, like... Goldberg, he's getting up there, and he was never really, like, a great wrestler, in my opinion. Um, oh, God, no. And so, yeah, but so that also would say, like, well, you need someone who can really work. Um, but, yeah, I am really not interested enough in, like, the possibility of Goldberg fighting anyone in NJPW to entertain who those people might be that he would spar against. No, and I agree. The person that I would like to see him work with, if, if you had to mm-hmm. watch him, is Kitamura. Yeah. To see him put Kitamura over. But if they yeah. spent the money on Goldberg, you know they're putting him in a top match like yeah. they do with Jericho. Uh, I think the other one that would be interesting, as you said, would be Elgin. I think Liger would be fascinating to do oh, Liger-Goldberg. now that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, one of those guys, really Tiger Mask. Yeah. But you know it would end up being Okada or Naito. I know, or which Kenny. is just a mistake. Probably Kenny. Because, like, you don't need Goldberg to put those guys over or, or build them up. Like, they are yeah. at the top. They are at the top. And so having Goldberg just come in. I, luckily, this is all for hypothetical. Now. For now. It that, better just stay. That Hall of Fame contract is not very long. So we could see him fighting Jay White for the U.S. title uh, in the near future. Okay, they can just put him over disaster. there then. That's fine. Ugh. Let's talk about the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So we're not going to spend too much time recapping the first two days. But just a couple of things that maybe stood out to us. Uh, Kenny and Jay White was the most interesting match of the two nights. But I, I feel like that was mostly because of the storyline stuff more yeah. than anything yeah. else. Um, I enjoyed personally Tanahashi versus Suzuki the most. Oh, yeah. That was just... I mean, I think I wrote about this where it was it was what I expected out of that match and so much more. Um, because it was... Yes, it was slow moving. It was calculated. Um, it was just Suzuki, like, systematically, like, hammering away at Tanahashi, at his arm, at his knee, and, but there was just so much, like, there were so many stakes, I feel, invested in it, because of, I mean, the relative ages of these men, because what did we looked up, Suzuki's, like, about 50? Yeah, he's 50 or close to 50. Yeah, and then Tanahashi's, what, in his mid to late 30s, and, I mean, he's been injured for how long, and he's been, he's been fighting through it, which is just mind-blowing to me i mean the things that he's doing and like needing surgery Mm -hmm. um but i thought it was just like such a great like classic kind of match to have suzuki just like systematically tearing him apart um and so just for storyline reasons you know it's perfect like okay now tamahashi can go he can get everything looked at he can get whatever surgery or rehab he needs to and it makes both of them look really good 
Yeah, it was the perfect we need to write you off TV match. It was perfect. You know, where yeah. Suzuki basically is torturing him. Kevin Kelly said he's torturing him. He just yeah. wants to torture him. They call the match. <laughs> the ref is like, this is too much. Yeah, a perfect way where the crowd feels sympathy for Tanahashi. They think Suzuki looks like a monster. It's the perfect match that gets everybody over. So Absolutely. not the most spectacular match I've ever seen, but a really good storytelling match. Absolutely. Yeah, I really appreciated it for that. And that's something at JPW does so well. Yeah, and it made me wonder, like, I I, the, I really enjoyed the Suzuki-Goto match mm-hmm. at Wrestle Kingdom, the hair versus hair match. Mm-hmm. But it did make me wonder, why wasn't this the Wrestle Kingdom match? Wouldn't this make more sense to have Suzuki dismantle Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom and send him away, put Jay White in a match against Goto, and then slowly build Jay White that way so that by the time you get to New Beginning, he could be challenging Suzuki for the Intercontinental or Kenny and he seems a bit more credible than he does. Yeah, I definitely I see your point there, but you have to wonder if maybe Tanahashi was like, No, like I want my Wrestle Kingdom match to like not be the one where I'm sent away. Like I want to just put that because clearly I mean like he's been injured for how many months now? Well, I mean it was before the G one. Yeah. So this I mean, it might have just been like, well, maybe after this one, maybe like I I mean I don't know. Um, who was pushing for him to keep wrestling. But, I, I mean, I imagine it would have to be him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it would be tough to kind of say, like, oh, at, at Wrestle Kingdom, like, that'll be the match where this old man, like, destroys me. I think you would want to <laughs> feel like, oh, it's Wrestle Kingdom. Like, I can, I can feel good about this. And then, okay, at New Beginning, yes, okay, then I, I will be destroyed. <laughs> you know who I'm really into now from the, the Suzuki Goons? Um, tai Chi. Oh, you, yeah, you love I him. think his gimmick now is pretty fascinating his where he comes out with the great. microphone. The microphone makes it. He's got the gavel. He's got Miho Abe with him. Like, yeah, you she love does, her. She does the dance. It's the barely, dance is hilarious. It's barely a dance. I just think it's great. I think, like, the, there's a guy, like, I feel like the spot he's in is where Jay White should be. Yes, he should be I in agree. Suzuki Goon yes. more than the U.S. He, champion. Or he I'm shouldn't be in a faction. It's certainly not chaos. It doesn't. No. It, it so doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't at all. You know, as long as we're talking about things that don't make sense, really, really quickly, <laughs> War Machine, former NJPW oh, tag yeah. team. Okay, that is a, a a perfect WWE gimmick. Yeah, classic. Goes back to Demolition, Legion. They're of like Doom. the Viking guys, right? Yeah. yeah absolutely. And then they debuted at the NXT Takeover show last week or two weeks ago, right before the Rumble. And they're wearing polo shirts in the Guys crowd. in shirts. Man, Great gimmick. What a Great way to... classic gimmick, guys in shirts. Just already killed the mystique. And literally their first appearance to the majority of that audience. What a, what a ridiculous thing. Um, Good tangent, honey. You're welcome. Uh, let's talk really quickly about some of the other matches. Did anything else stand out to you? Uh, I would say the, the other two matches that I thought were compelling were the Young Bucks versus Rapunzel oh 3K. Yeah, that was, again, like... Not only, like, great storytelling in there, but there was, I mean, they're just, those two tag teams against each other, physically, are just, they're terrific. Yeah, and the Bucks are getting them over. You yeah, know? The definitely. Bucks are really getting them over, because, I don't know, I keep going back and forth on, do I like this Young Bucks show and yo match more than the Tokyo Dome one? The Dome one was super fast in all high spots. They probably mm-hmm. only went 22 minutes, maybe 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. This one was much longer. They worked body parts. It was a much more classic tag team match. Uh, I don't know, but I like that they can do both. So they can That's do, what I was going to say. It yeah. really shows off their range for both for both teams. Um, I just also like that in every match of uh, Young Bucks versus Rapongi 3K, there's always a moment where the Young Bucks go after Rocky Romero, yeah. and then they just like powerbomb him onto that ramp, and it's like, oh, that looks terrible. Like, they always have that, and I love it. Yeah, 
yeah, I love that running thread. I love how much they hate Rocky. You know, they, yeah. they feuded with him at the previous Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, with Breda, the original incarnation of, of Rapongi Vice, which is incredible. Yeah, I like these two teams together, and I like putting the... At first, I thought, like, hmm, why are they just immediately putting the belts back onto Shonyo? But I hope this is a way to continue that feud. Because yeah. there's just not a lot of junior tag teams. Yeah, that's what you pointed out last night. And I was like, oh... Yeah, uh, hmm, huh. Yeah, like, who who else would they fight other than, like, Takahashi and, um, Bushi? Right. Um, I mean, yeah, you can make, you can make teams out of people in the other factions, but I feel like there aren't as many, like, it, it, like, these two guys are this tag team. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. On the last show, I had said I was, I was excited about, um, Elgin Kitamura. That was pretty disappointing. Yeah... Yeah, I don't know that Elgin's, like, the best guy to get Kitamura over. No. Um, I thought the Juice Kitamura match was a little more interesting. Uh, much better. Because I mean, we both remarked to each other, like, oh, Juice is looking really good. Maybe we, like, oh, we like him a little more. I don't know. Juice has come a long way from NXT, and I think what that Elgin match showed, and I guess this should have been obvious to me, is that, like, Kitamura needs someone who can bounce around the ring mm, for him. Yes. And Juice obviously can do that. Yes. Elgin also needs someone who can bounce around the ring. So yeah, having so putting... those two... Yeah. yeah, putting those two together, it's just they're a little too similar, which like sometimes big guy matches are really fun and interesting to watch, um, but sometimes the, the chemistry just isn't there. I think they're really hard to pull off. They you are. Know? Uh, I, we mostly talk about how much we dislike WWE and how boring it is. They do uh, big guy matches occasionally pretty well. Yeah, I mean, mostly that's... not very well. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. <laughs> Like that, uh, they had a four-way between like Brock, Samoa Joe, Roman, and Braun maybe six, seven months ago. That was pretty good. Yeah. But that was six or seven months ago. Yes. Let's talk about, so there's um, New Beginning in Osaka is the next yes. big event. There's a few road to shows coming up, but uh, the there's a couple big matches. I just want to like, I'll read them down and then we can talk about which <laughs> ones you're interested in, which ones you're not interested yeah. in. So the one-on-one matches are Ghetto versus Bushi, which is perplexing to me. Yeah. I, I mean, you had said, like, I, I don't know if I've seen Ghetto wrestle one-on-one, you said. I don't think I have. I mean, I really like Bushi a lot. Yeah. I think he I think he's just really great. And just, like, a great look, great character, great movement. Um, but Ghetto, yeah, I maybe I just haven't been paying attention, but I can't remember him ever fighting one-on-one with anyone. It just seems like a very strange... Uh, matchup yeah and and i love bushi we saw really... bushi live we saw bushi yes, main right. event korokin against kushida mm-hmm. which was it tore the roof off it oh it did very it, exciting yeah bushi had a much higher um percentage of fans really just backing him than i had expected well i think when you're in in Gobernables, that helps yeah for sure um this match I, yeah i have no interest in watching this match did they like i feel like did they even motivate this storyline wise i'm sure this must have happened somewhere <laughs> we missed it uh but I, like, if I anyone don't, knows please I tell us <laughs> like i don't remember it happening on new year's dash and you know i didn't really i watched most of fantastic mania yeah you did so did yeah so i don't know yoshihashi versus naito i i you know, we talked about this on the last episode yeah what a step down I'm, yeah, I'm still not super excited, but I will say they've done a nice job in the, these other two nights of New Beginning of Yoshihashi kind of going after Naito to try to motivate this in storyline a little bit more. So after some multi-man tag matches or even within them, Yoshihashi is just making a beeline for Naito and just like 
trying to get his, you know, his punches in or his kicks in or whatever. So I appreciate that they're mm. trying to motivate it more, but it still feels like, well, you announced this match a while ago before there were storyline reasons. Mm-hmm. So it sort of feels like out of order. Um, but at the end of the day, it's wrestling. So Well, and yeah. obviously as English speaking people who, who are not fluent in yes. Japanese, like we're missing a lot. You That's know? very so we're true. Not that is very, the very translations true. of the post-match commentary or the promos or anything like that. So we're really just getting kind of the physical soap opera of it. That's a very good point. Um, let's talk about Naito. I feel like I've said, let's talk about 30. That's going to be my catchphrase <laughs> that is your on catch this phrase. podcast. So Naito, are you surprised, Teresa, that running up to Wrestle Kingdom, Naito had been acting more and more babyface, more and more babyface, playing more of the crowd. He was no longer... You know, he had totally stopped hurling the belt well before he lost that belt. Um, but now, he they're really playing up the hill stuff again. They really, so. really are. Yeah, it's fascinating. And I wonder if it's in reaction to what happened at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I, I know I expected the belt to go to Naito just because he's blazing hot. And yeah, they've really been pushing up um, the heel aspects of his character. Not only with him, but I think with the whole faction. And uh, just a lot more, you know, interaction with the commentators and, like, dousing them with water and, like, pretending to throw his hat, but not. And just some of his in-ring stuff mm-hmm. is just way more, way more heelish. Um, yeah, I, I am surprised by that. But it'll be interesting to see what happens as a result of that, if anything. Yeah, it's fascinating because I think if you asked me the, the day of Wrestle Kingdom where Naida would be by now... I would have thought he'd be moving towards like a Suzuki feud to fully mm. kind of cement him as a babyface that the crowd yeah. is completely behind. And that's totally the opposite of where we're at, where he doesn't have the belt, obviously, but they're leaning into the heel stuff. And Okada is still doing tweener stuff, though. Yes. You know, like burying the yen into Sonata's face oh after that multi man yeah. tag. Uh, so I don't know. It's just kind of a weird situation. I wonder if they feel, I wonder if they're worried that. His first face run flopped so hard that they need to keep him like closer to heel than tweener to keep him yeah. this red hot. That's a really good point, and and I think that could be it because I was thinking about that as well. That yeah, I think sometimes like it's so fun. Like heels get to have I think a lot more fun than baby faces. Oh yeah, and so I think crowds really respond to that, and so that turning someone heel to baby face is like that's got that's a really delicate process. So yeah, they they might they might be shying away from that from that turn right now and just like nope we're we're gonna tease you and pull back. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Uh, the match I'm most excited about on this card is Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi. Cat match. The cat match. The cat championship. I think this will be the the match of the night and also probably the match of the entire new beginning. Wow. I, I mean, can you I mean I I mean we haven't seen any spectacular five-star wrestling so far. Uh five-star wrestling is when Ibushi and Kenny Omega hugged. Yeah, sure. That, Nothing will to top me, that. The confetti. Five-star wrestling with the confetti cannons. Nothing stopping the confetti showering hugging men, hugging sweaty men in that ring. That's so uh, but in terms of like pure work rate in ring quality. Oh, I see that kind of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Do, I mean, do you think anything is going to top Osprey Takahashi out of this card and what we've seen so far? Uh, I don't. When you put it that way, I don't because Osprey and Takahashi work so well together. I think their styles 
Um, they're not the same, but they're very complementary, and I think they overlap in some places. Like, they can both do some of the high-flying, really acrobatic stuff. I think Osprey gets a little more air, um, and Takahashi's just a little more grounded. So yeah. I think that it's it's just a really perfect pairing. And they've really been quietly building up to this um, for a while now. And Lots. that's been really fun to kind of... And it'll be great to finally see this come to fruition. I'm really excited. Yeah, and I really hope we get some comedy cat spots. Oh my god, I want Daryl to be there so bad. We haven't seen Daryl in a while. Where is Daryl? Is he with... Is He must be with Carol and Daryl Jr. Hashtag where's Daryl? Hashtag where's Daryl? Um, but you know, I can also see... I think Takahashi has been very smart in how he does or does not use Daryl. Um, while I love Daryl, I do think that if he brought the cat out too many times, people just, it, you know, it becomes old hat. Um, he's just been very good. Just the nice little steady IV drip of Daryl. Keeping us wanting more. Well, yeah, and I think the fear <laughs> with wrestlers, sometimes with props, is the prop gets more over than they exactly. are. Exactly. So you saw this a bit with New Day, with Francesca too. Yes. The, the horn, and then they kind of downplay that for a while. Jake the Snake Snake for a while was... <laughs> The crowd would blow up to see him pull that snake out, even though he was working heel. So they kind of like push that to the, to the wayside for a bit, and, and he switched to babyface. So I think his his fear is like he doesn't want to be overshadowed by a stuffed animal cat. I don't blame him. Uh, it would be really easy to happen. But like, I mean, he's a great wrestler, so I think it's just very smart. Of him. Yeah, yeah, and I I really do hope there are some comedy spots in this, even though this is I think going to be an all out kind of aerial match which we, we we would expect from these two guys especially osprey yeah but they i think they do have a sense of humor even just physically even without incorporating daryl um i think takahashi has just been really like great about like oh osprey you're a cat on twitter you know just these little yeah. silly things and they've done other things physically in matches that's just they're funny they're silly you know we should probably pick the winners of these matches which i think is the most obvious thing to do i can't i love that we didn't neither of us thought to do it so let's go back ghetto bushi i'm obviously bushi. Take bushi right? yeah definitely okay naito has to win against yoshihashi right oh my i, I mean, mean if he doesn't i would be very upset well if they have him lose then they're clearly doing a story of he's losing everything and it's going to emerge somehow a little different than he's mm, been i think interesting. i think he should win i think he should yeah. i think this shouldn't be 30 minutes i think this should be decisive osprey takahashi now this is interesting are they are is there a, no there's no belt or anything. yeah they're oh, wait, fighting for the junior heavyweight belt yeah i should know this oh no it's um fine. yeah that's interesting because i mean it just depends what they want to do storyline wise do they are they going to kind of with all of ingo Bernables, like are they do they want to consolidate a lot of the belts and have them be the faction that takes over, or are they, or are they going to kind of shy away from that and kind of make them like the hard scrabble kind of guys who are just can't get a break? Or I don't know. Well, yeah, and I mean that's what I thought was going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom. I thought Bushi was going to win the Rumble. I thought uh, Evil and Sonata were going to get the tag belts. That that Hiromu was going to get the junior heavyweight belt. Naito wins the the heavyweight belt and then the end of the night is they have all the belts the snow comes down yeah that's your finish and for the rest of the year the story is who can topple and go Bernabe right which i think is everybody. such a great storyline but obviously they, they have no uh i wouldn't say interest but like it's we're not going to that storyline right now like not okada right now. is the ace for all intents and purposes mm -hmm. uh no matter how much i don't really enjoy that um yeah this is tough i osprey just won the belt uh at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Wait, did he have it before? No, the... No, Marty Scroll had it before, right? He came in with the belt. 
this is terrible. I don't remember. I don't remember. Sorry, it's been everyone. A, been a lot of. I think Marty came because I mean the the four people around the championship mm-hmm. picture are Kushida and, Mar- and Marty Scroll basically. Yeah. I'll I'll take. Yeah, why do I always do that? Mm. I'm going to take Takahashi with this one. I'm biased. I'm going to take Takahashi too. I just, I really like his style and I really like Daryl. I'm going more <laughs> with my heart worst. here because yeah. I think they're not going to flop this title yeah. um, so quickly. Uh, Goto versus Evil. This is also for the never open weight belt that Goto won at Wrestle Kingdom from Suzuki. Mm. I, they, I feel like they've really, they're strapping rockets to Evil's and Sonata's asses. So I would be really surprised if Evil didn't win. But he also has that, um, right, the tag belt uh, yeah, so with that's, Sonata. I think Goto has to win here. Um, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, because like part of the Okada-Sonata storyline is that Evil and Sonata have to defend their tag belt against Goto and Okada. So if you give Goto and Okada both victories, then that really kind of raises the tension mm-hmm. on that story. But then I could also see, like, if you let Okada beat Sonata, then maybe have Goto lose. So it's more of a toss-up who's going to win. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to take Goto, but I'm not very convinced of that now that I'm talking it out. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to go with Evil. Okay. Uh not very excited for this match, I have to say. Okada Sonata. Oh well, Goto or, Evil. Yeah, no, I'm not very excited about that one yet. But you know, I, I NJPW can be pretty good with like so the bigger guy matches, and I I really enjoy that uh, Evil's Velvet singlet. So we'll get to see a lot of that. Well, <laughs> and I often feel that I feel this way a lot about Goto or Evil matches, where going into the match I'm not super enthused, but then they always do put on a really yeah. solid match that's entertaining. So in the end. This could be match of the night. This this is one that could be really surprising. I think I'd be shocked, but it could be. Yeah. Okada Sonata. I think this is like uh, what what a waste of a title defense here. Uh, is there there has been speculation online that Sonata might win because it's it would be the unlikeliest thing to possibly happen to have yeah. Sonata beat Okada. You know, who's approaching six hundred days as the champ or just eclipse six hundred days Something as the like champ? That, yeah. He's beating everybody. He looks unstoppable. You know, he's only lost to, what, Evil and Omega mm-hmm. over the past year in non-title matches. Do you think there's any chance that they put the belt on Sonata here? I personally don't really want to see that. Um, I don't dislike Sonata, but he doesn't pop for me the way that a lot of other wrestlers do on their <laughs> roster. And it would just feel really weird for Okada to lose to Sonata so shortly after not losing to Naito in a title defense. And yeah, it would, I don't know, I would just be really surprised if they did go that way, especially because they have built up Okada so much and, you know, created this mystique and this this super long, super long title reign. Yeah, and I kind of thought there was a chance it would happen if they were going to go down and in Gobernable's Civil War route, so Naito runs out and yeah, you know immediately true. challenges Sonata, and then you have the guys choose sides, but they're doing that in they're Bullet doing Club. It with Bullet Club, so, so you can't do that with both of those factions, right? So yeah. it just to me that that pretty much locks it down that Okada has to retain, and then it sets up the weird tag team title match, and then wherever the Golden Lovers are kind of floating and around that title picture. Mm-hmm. Wow. But yeah, but otherwise, not super stoked about Okada Sonata, I have to admit. No, really. Uh, no. Well, Teresa, 
I think we've covered the new <laughs> beginning pretty well here. I've covered the highlights, yeah. Great. So we should probably say goodbye to the listeners. We should tell them we're on iTunes now. Oh, cool. We're on Stitcher. Uh, so please subscribe if you like the show. Please rate the show if you would like. Um, before we go, Teresa, <laughs> is there anything, any match in particular you're really looking forward to over the next few weeks? Uh, well, you know it's it's Osprey Takahashi. It's that one. It's Cat Match. Cat Match it is. Good night, everyone. <laughs>